support United Methodist Church. There we go. I'm Brian Schleppy. I'm your worship guide, the lay leader for this month, uh, for good or for bad. I would like to encourage all of you who are not too afraid to step up and do this, that Gary's looking for more volunteers to do this, uh, to provide some additional encouragement. You may not know this. This is a paid position, and the deal that... The deal he gave me, he said he's going to double my pay every Sunday. So by the end of the month, I'm getting four times what I got, what I started. Now, this is very similar to the deal that my father gave me when I was working on the farm when I was growing up. He doubled my pay every summer, to which he said, and he's here and you can ask him, son, you've got to remember, two times zero is still zero. But please consider being a lay leader we need somebody other than me up here. So, uh, quickly on announcements, uh, if you're, hopefully you got your bulletin. Uh, if you're watching online, if not, I'm gonna just kinda touch on them. Um, the 24th, uh, we're, we ha the pastor has pizza with the pastor, so we gotta get signed up on that. September 11th program, tomorrow at the Mott's Military Museum. Doors open at seven, program starts at eight. Pastor Rick started a Bible study uh, this past uh, Thursday. Sounds like you can still get in. Oh, absolutely. You can still join. So uh, Simon Peter, flawed but faithful disciple. Uh, grief Share is ongoing. They meet on Thursdays at 7. Uh, if you're interested in church membership or bas baptism, uh, Pastor Rick, uh, let him know. He'll, he'll get with you uh, to start a group, uh, to talk about starting a group after the service today. Correct? Good deal. Uh, Lillian and Faith's meeting on the 12th at 6, the Finance Committee's meeting on the 12th at 5.30. So if you're part of Lillian Faith, you can still make the, uh, the first part of the Finance Committee. And Free Friday is September 15th. And Pastor Rick will be holding a pet blessing on October 8th at 2 p.m. And today's altar flowers are provided by David and Susan Bropes in honor of their 39th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, brother. <laughs> Let us read together the breakthrough prayer. Amazing God, we pray that through the Holy Spirit, your preferred future for Groveport United Methodist Church will be made clear to us. Give us the courage we need to follow you wherever you may take us. We ask that you bind us together in love so that we can bring the good news of Jesus Christ to our friends, families, and communities. Open our eyes so that we may see the amazing things you are already doing among us. Amen. Now please let's quiet our hearts, calm our minds, and enter into an attitude of reverence and prayer. Shalom.
this morning for our opening music. We're going to start with Amazing Grace.
As we were reminded by the lighting of the candles this morning, sometimes your candle, sometimes your lamp may burn out, but may the light of Jesus Christ in your heart grow brighter every day. Please join me in the call to worship. When the storms of life are raging, stand by me. Lord, hear my cry and rescue me. When the world is tossing me like a ship upon the sea, God who rules wind and fire, stand by me. God stands with you in bright sunshine and deepest storm. God gently guides us to safety and peace. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now for Stand By Me, number 512 in the hymnal. Hymnal, I think you may be seated if you don't want to stand while you sing. is going to sing the first verse of this because I think it's unfamiliar to you. If it's not, sing along. two in a row. Illustrates why we need new people up here. (laughs) The prayer of dedication. Nope, I think I'm wrong. (laughs) 
Where are we at? Okay. Apologize. The prayer of confession. Lord, please forgive our weakness and our lack of trust in you. We are like the disciples who, in the midst of fears and storms, could only tremble and wonder about the threatening events. Even when Jesus called to the disciples, they shook with fear. But Jesus offered words of encouragement. Impulsive Peter asked Jesus to call to him and bid him come out of the boat. Jesus complied, and Peter stepped over the edge onto the waves. But fear claimed him again, and he began to sing. Many of us can identify that moment when we let go of our faith and clutch on to our fears. Help us to place our trust totally in you and your call to us. You will guide and lift us to safety. That is the promise you have given to us, and we believe it. When our faith slips, scoop us up and bring us peace. Be patient with us, for we are flawed and yet loved by you. Give us strong hearts and willing spirits to be your disciples. Amen. Now our words of assurance. Keep your focus on Jesus. He is your Savior and your guide. He will never fail you. Rejoice, dear friends. You are called precious by our Lord. Amen. The first scripture reading is from Psalms, chapter 46, verses 1 through 3 from the New International Version. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present in help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give away and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Now is the time in which we can come together as the body of Christ and share before the Lord our joys and concerns. If you have a prayer concern that you would like to share, you may do so by filling out the blue prayer request card in your bulletin and putting that in the offering plate. You can also uh, always send an email to the church, and the uh, email address for the church is there on the screen behind me. Uh, or you can always call the church office with your uh, prayer concerns. Uh, you can also uh, drop us a note, and our address is there on the screen as well. Let us be in a time and an attitude of prayer this day.
feel led, you are invited to come forward and to kneel at the rail for prayer. Let us pray. Holy God, our days and times are in your hands. Help us to set aside our fears, fears of the unknown, fear of what we can't control, fear of death itself. us to set all of those aside and allow us to walk in faith and trust with you. We ask for the courage to live boldly, for the grace to forgive ourselves and others, for the audacity to pray, believing that you hear and answer us. Give us a spirit of expectancy of watching for your presence in our lives and in the world and responding to it with faith hope and love this day O oh Lord we bring before you those persons and situations which are on our hearts we pray for a quick healing for Jesse and Debbie and Susie, for Melody and for Joe's brother-in-law who, who recently underwent surgery. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we pray this day for Joyce and for Trent and for Susan and, and for Gary's sister who are all battling cancer. We, we pray for all of those who are undergoing treatment for cancer, and we pray that their treatments will be successful. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we pray for a safe delivery for Sally. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray for Gail, who was awaiting test results. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for Dorothy and Sharon, who are experiencing health complications this day. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for Betty, who is at home in hospice care. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we now raise to you the concerns of our hearts.
in your mercy. Lord, bless everyone at this rail this morning. Bless everyone who is here in this place, both physically as well as online, with your presence, your loving touch. You know what each and every person needs, what each and every person yearning for. Lord, bless each of us in your unique ways. We thank you. We thank you for everything you do for us, and most especially, we thank you for Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, and the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Would the children like to come up for our children's time? Right. How is everybody this morning? Are we good? Yeah, I see some smiles. Yeah, big thumbs up. All right. I got a question. How many of you are afraid of something? Are you afraid of something? All right. What are you afraid of? The dark. Any of you afraid of the dark? Huh? Yeah. Choir's all going, mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. What are you afraid of? Heights, oh yeah, absolutely. Anybody afraid of heights? Yeah, not a big fan of heights. Are you afraid of anything? Are you afraid of anything? What you afraid of? What? Snakes! Oh yeah! That's a big one. You afraid of anything? What? Heights? Yeah? Are you afraid of anything? What'd you say? Ghosts? Oh, I gotta tell you. I'm gonna share something in just a second. Good job. Yes. All right. 
What are you scared of? Thunder. I know. Thunder is super scary. You afraid of anything, Robert? No? Nothing? All right. You afraid of anything? Thunder? You're not afraid of anything, are you? You're like, nope, not a thing. Life is great. Gosh, that was so cute. All right. What, what, what else are you afraid of, Ryan? The goat man. The goat man. Okay, well. Yep. As long as you stay off train tracks, you'll be good, right? That's where the goat man hangs out, is train tracks. We'll talk. Um, you're like, why does Pastor Rick know that? Um, anyway, so when I was about your age, I was scared of ghosts, too. Mm-hmm. And something else. This is how I used to sleep. I would put my blankets up because what happens if you put the blankets over your head? You're safe, right? Nothing can get you if you got the blanket over your head. And then I would sleep like this with my arm over my neck. Why do you think I did that? What was I, what was I protecting myself from? If, if I put my, this might be dating myself. They might not know. Vampires. Yes. So it's not quite the goat man, but it's still, you know, and because this would protect me, right? Because my dad used to let me watch movies. He probably shouldn't have let me watch, but, right? And I was scared. But do you know what my parents told me to do when I was super scared of anything? They told me that I should pray. You guys pray when you're scared? Yeah. Did you pray, Ryan? Yeah. So let's... Yeah, and so he prayed, right? All right, so this is what I always did. I always said, dear God, please protect me from ghosts, aliens, another, my dad let me watch a movie I shouldn't have been watching, vampires, and anything scary, amen. And you know what? God did. God did. So just remember, next time you are scared, no matter if it's the thunder or the dark or some monster you saw on TV, just ask God to protect you and to keep you safe, right? I know. All right. Let's pray. Lord, we are all scared of something. Maybe it's the dark or heights. Maybe it's some character from a movie we've seen that just really scares us, Lord. No matter what it is, we can come to you and ask for protection, and you will be there for us. No matter what it is we're scared of. Thank you for helping us through difficult times and, and for uh, being our rock, the one we can always trust in. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. All right, you guys can head off to junior church. <laughs>
It is now time for our offering, so please be reminded you can uh, put a cash, put cash or check in the in offering plate as it goes around. Please be uh, remember to turn in your attendance slip in the offering plates as well. If you're watching online, you can you can contribute to the church uh, online or send a check in the mail. <coughs> Will the uh, usher or stewards please come forward?
response to your great love for us, gracious God, we joyfully and gratefully offer the fruits of our labor and our lives in these gifts. Bless and multiply them, we pray, that the transformative power of your love will be a reality in our neighborhood and our community. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Our second scripture reading this morning is from Matthew, uh, chapter 14, verses 22 through 34, again in the New International Version. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance um, from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to, the to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. And those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. When they had crossed over, they landed at Genesaret. Let us pray. Lord, as your scripture is read and proclaimed this day, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit that our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by your Holy Word. Thank you for your gift of Scripture, we pray. Amen. So as I already started out with the kids, I'll continue in that theme. How many of you are afraid of something? Yeah, we're all afraid of, of something. Gravity. Gravity. <laughs> Boy, gravity can really not be our friend for multiple reasons. Um, are th oh, so many ways I could go with it, but we're moving on. Anybody else afraid of any, any of... Uh, Newton's laws? Failure. Failure. Yeah, we're afraid of failure, um, which I'm quickly having with this sermon. <laughs> what else are we afraid of? Bats. Bats. 
that is definitely something that we are afraid of here at Groveport United Methodist Church. I'm really thinking of, uh, of making that our mascot, you know, putting that on the sign out front. Is there anything else you know, we're, we're, we're afraid of? I, I see, see some like, like, like husbands pointing out wives. I won't say which ones, but. Bridges over sp very specific over swirling water. Yeah. Absolutely. How many of you are afraid of uh, storms? Any of you afraid of storms? I gotta tell you, I used to never be afraid of storms. Never really worried too much about it. Uh, if the uh, tornado sirens went off. I always did that thing that, I, I, I think it's a guy thing, because I don't see very many women do it. But when the tornado sirens go off, they go outside to look. <laughs> right? My dad always did that. He still does that. I still, like, like oh, it's saying take cover. Let's go see what's coming, you know? <laughs> well, so uh, uh, this would have been in 2002. Uh, I'll let you do the math how long ago that was. And uh, I was uh, serving a church up in Van Wert. And uh, it was, uh, I think, November, early November. It was in the fall. And it was a warm day, kind of like this. And I was uh, sitting uh, after a church in my uh, apartment and watching a football game and the tornado sirens go off. Well, that's not something you expect on a sunny fall day. And sometimes when you live in a very small town, odd things happen, right? Things, sirens go off, and there's really no reason somebody hit the wrong button, right? And so that's what I originally thought. But the friend who was there with me thought, you know what, maybe we should turn on the news to see what's going on. I said, I guess. Turns out, we were having bad storms. And the sirens were going off. And in my mind, I'm thinking, this is just overreaction. But my friend was like, we, we, we really should go seek cover, especially since my apartment was uh, the, a converted attic of a big old 1800s house, right? So, grabbed my stuff, went down the steps, and went next door to the church. Because where else do you go when there's a storm but the church? Plus, it had a basement. As we walked down to the street, and, and like, like my, my apartment sat in the house right next to the church parking lot. So as we were walking down by the church parking lot, I could see that there was a bunch of black clouds up in the sky. And everybody was out on their porch doing one of these things. <laughs> okay. And I was still relatively new to town. Maybe that's just what we do when a storm comes through. We all stand on the front porch and look. And so I get to the church, and I'm standing on the front porch, and my friend decides to go in and, and to, to go downstairs to the basement like a 
normal person would, but I stand outside to see what's going on, and I see this cloud, and the cloud is kind of doing like this weird motion like this, with the tornado sirens going off. Yeah, you know where this is going. How I did not know that that was a tornado is beyond me. And all of a sudden, it was coming this direction, and it just sort of clicked, hey, Pastor Rick, that's a tornado. You probably shouldn't be standing outside. And just as that clicked, I started hearing all this language you don't normally hear in church coming from down the street and people running inside, a door is slamming, this guy jumps in his car and he takes off, which is never a good sign when your neighbor is driving fast out of town. Nothing good is coming. And all of a sudden, I realized there was a tornado headed right at me. And so I was told later that I ran into the church screaming like a little girl, tornado, tornado, hide, we're all going to die. And I and ran to the basement, and we had like uh, mats that you use for uh, gym, you know, with kids. And I apparently hid underneath one of those mats until it was clear. All right, maybe not the most heroic moment in Pastor Rick's life. Turns out it was a Category 4 tornado that was ripping through town, tore out a, a, a big section of the town, uh, missed the other church I was uh, serving by about a couple hundred feet, went right across the, the, the field in front of it, uh, killed uh, several people, and uh, destroyed our movie theater, which people were were in and, and got out just in time before it collapsed, but it, it really uh, took several years for the town to recover from that storm. And I remember being in the basement of the church praying, God, keep us safe. Storms come in all shapes and sizes. Some of them are large, like a tornado. Others are smaller, but no less impactful. Some of the storms we encounter in our lives are hurtful, breaking up of relationships, breaking up of communities, Some of the storms we encounter are storms of health and wellness. It doesn't matter what the storm is, though. Jesus will see us through them all. In our scripture reading this morning, Jesus had just gotten done feeding the 5,000 with five loaves of bread and two fish. After this miraculous event, Jesus sends his, his disciples across the Sea of Galilee to a beautiful plain called Gennaret. And the Sea of Galilee, as we talked a little bit uh, last week, is a, a large inland lake. It is uh, in the part of Israel called the Galilee, that, that northern part where Jesus and almost all of the disciples were from. And 
it's pretty good size from like north to south. It's like eight miles at its, or it's about 13 miles north to south and it's about eight miles wide. So it's good size, especially if you get out into the middle. And it's about 140 feet, give or take, some deep at its deepest point. And so the disciples were several miles from shore, out over several, or about more than 100 feet of water, when all of a sudden a storm began to blow in. And they began to face strong headwinds, and they became stuck in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. Now remember, they didn't have motorboats back then. They had sails and a couple of oars. They were stuck in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. And as the storm began to push in, the wind picked up and the waves got higher and higher. And soon it was dark and it was windy, and it was raining, and it was miserable. And the disciples stayed huddled in their little boat. And they began to pray to God for help. As morning approached, they noticed a figure coming at them. Now, I want you to imagine you're in a boat several miles offshore in a storm, and you see somebody walking towards you. I don't know that much about the sea and boating, but what I do know is it's not normal to see somebody walking across the water. The disciples were mostly men of the water, of fishing. They'd been doing this sort of thing since they were small children, and none of them had ever seen somebody walking towards them. And so they were scared. And the first thing that came to their mind is, it's a ghost. It's a ghost. And I know when I read this, I always sort of chuckle to myself, oh, come on, how did they think this was a ghost? But it makes sense when you consider this was abnormal. This wasn't something any of them had ever seen before. Plus, there, were, um, uh, uh, there was a legend that at the bottom of the Sea of Galilee was a portal to the underworld. And that late at night, ghosts would escape. Just like today, we have ghost stories about scary places. There was ghost stories back then. And so the disciples heard this ghost story. They saw this guy walking at them, and they automatically said, this must be a ghost. Or for some reason, whenever I, I read this, I always think of Shaggy from uh, uh, Scooby-Doo. It's a g -g -g ghost. <laughs> but then they realize it's not a ghost. It's an answer to prayer. Sometimes God's answer to prayer isn't always what we expect. And it was Jesus. He was coming towards them. It was a miracle. They were going to be safe because Jesus was on his way. Simon Peter, as he saw Jesus standing there on the water, 
He calls out to Jesus and he asks him, Jesus, let me come to you. And so Jesus holds out his hand and says, come on. Peter does. He begins walking on water towards Jesus until he begins to think, what in the world am I doing? This isn't going to work. I can't walk on water. And he begins to sink. Jesus looks at Simon Peter and it's like, but what little faith do you have? What little faith do you have? What this story tells us is that no matter what storm we have in our life, Jesus is going to be there. Even if it seems an impossibility. Real quick, when I read this story, three things kind of pop into my mind. First is, Jesus takes our hand just like he takes, he took Peter's hand when he began to sink. My friends, all of us at some point in time in our lives are going to find ourselves in a dark place where our faith wavers and we begin to sink. Maybe not sink into the Sea of Galilee, but we begin to sink into our own loneliness, into our own grief, into our own pain, into our own sorrow, into our own self-pity, whatever it may be. And no matter what it is that we are sinking into, Jesus is there to extend his hand and to pull us out in a loving and kind way. The second thing this story reminds me is that while Jesus might not stop all the storms we face, he does teach us how to bravely walk through our darkest moments. My friends, we're all going to go through dark times, but we don't have to go through that alone. We can go through that with Jesus. And no matter what dark moment we face, even if it's the darkness of death, Jesus will show us a way through. And finally, this story, I think, reminds us that following Jesus means, at times, taking a risk. Right? We, now some 2,000 years later, look at this story and think, Simon Peter, how could you not have faith in Jesus? He's standing on the water. Why couldn't you have faith? That, that, that you could do the same if Jesus said you could. But as I think more and more on this story, the question I have is, what's the deal with the 11, 11 who didn't get out of the boat? Hmm? At least Simon Peter had the faith to try, to get out, to take a risk with Jesus. The other 11 said, oh, that's not happening. We're staying in our safe boat. Sometimes following Jesus means taking a risk. We need to be willing to step out of our comfy boat and experience the life God wants for us. My friends, just like the disciples who were in that boat in a scary spot, we all find ourselves in scary spots. 
in dark spots. But Jesus will come to us in our time of need and extend his hand and guide us through if we just believe. Just believe. That is all that Jesus is asking. Believe that I am here to help you. Take my hand. And he will lead us through. Let us pray. Lord, we all find ourselves in scary places, in dark places, and we don't know what to do. We, we don't know how we're going to make it through. And we pray in desperation. You hear our prayer and you come to us. Maybe not how we expect. But you come to us. And it doesn't mean that the scary situation we are in will just disappear. But what it means is that you will walk with us through it. And you will help us to get through. No matter what it is we're facing, you will help us get through. Because nothing is greater than you. Nothing can stand in your way. And nothing can stand in our way if you are with us. So Lord, we trust everything we have to you. We know that you will help us through any situation. Thank you for loving us and caring for us. In your name, we humbly pray. Amen. This morning, we are celebrating Holy Communion together. I invite you to join with me now in the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Blessed are you, our Alpha and Omega whose strong and loving arms encompass the universe. For with your eternal word and Holy Spirit, you are forever one God. Through your word, you created all things and called them good. And in you, we live and move and have our being. When we fell into sin, you did not desert us. You made covenant with your people Israel and spoke through the prophets and the teachers. In Jesus Christ, your word became flesh and dwelt among us full of grace and truth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. 
Hosanna in the highest. Blessed are you in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is Jesus Christ who called you Abba, Father. As a mother tenderly gathers her children, you embraced a people as your own and filled them with a longing for a peace that would last and for a justice that would never fail. In Jesus' suffering, you took upon yourself our sin and destroyed their power forever. You raised from the dead this same Jesus, who now reigns with you in glory and poured upon us your Holy Spirit, making us the people of your new covenant. On the night before meeting with death, Jesus, he took bread. He gave thanks to you. He broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to the disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and a living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of our faith. Christ is God. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. And in the breaking of this bread and of the drinking of this wine, may we know the presence of the living Christ and be renewed as the body of Christ for the world, redeemed by Christ's blood. As the grain and the grapes once dispersed in the fields are now united at this table in bread and wine, so may we and all your people be gathered from every time and place into the unity of your eternal household and feast at your table forever. Through Christ, with Christ, in Christ. In the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. This is the body of Christ broken for you. And this, this is the blood of Christ shed for you. All is now ready. We practice open communion, which means anyone who feels led is invited to 
partake in this holy meal. We will be taking it by intinction this day, which means you will be invited to come forward. Once you come forward, you'll be given a small piece of bread, and then you will dip that bread into the juice and take both elements together. If you are unable to come uh, forward, uh, just remain where you are and we will uh, bring the elements to you. All is now ready. Let us now share together in this holy meal.
blood of Christ. Let us pray. As we partake in this holy meal, O Lord, may we once again experience your loving grace covering over, wiping out our transgressions, those things that have separated us from you. Thank you for this transforming meal freely offered to us. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. Now, if you are able, let's stand and join together in our closing prayer or closing hymn.
the God of the journey walk with you in and out of pits, in and out of storms. May our Creator God continue to form you and bless you. And may the God of grace encourage you this day and every day and beyond our days. Amen.